Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Turning to the disciples, Jesus said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, with all of your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In the Gospel of Luke, we read that the lawyer, when challenged by Jesus, desired to justify himself. Desired to justify himself. Now, the word desire is very accurate, but perhaps it could have been translated from the original languages a bit more robust, we could say. We probably should use the word determined instead to capture the full force of the lawyer's emotions. He was determined to justify himself before Jesus that day. In other words, this lawyer was determined to be right, determined to be validated that day as he visited with Jesus He definitely was challenged by Christ, which resulted in the lawyer having a great urge, a great pressure to justify himself, to be right, to be affirmed, right there and right then. And so right there, wanting to justify himself before Jesus is where we see, yes, where we see the failure of our human nature. Now, dear friends, every morning that we wake up, we actually interact with people, indeed, When we wake up every day and go throughout our days, we interact with people. 
And as we interact with people, we will constantly be trying to have their recognition, to have their respect, to maybe have a head nod of approval. And to make things worse, every day we're also trying to justify ourselves in our own sight, in our own minds. And so we could say this world that we live in will either give us affirmation, that a boy, you're doing great, or on the other hand, it will deny us recognition, which will keep us bouncing back and forth between feeling affirmed and powerful that we've got this, we are in control, we're master commanders of our universe, all the way to the other side, feeling rejected and alone, nobody loves me, nobody cares, back and forth, back and forth. And again, this is at the core of our human nature because of sin. We must feel validated. We must feel affirmed. We must feel supported to exist in this life, to feel like we can make it through this life, muddle through day by day, through the grind, if you will. Think of it this way. Our lives are, we could say, constantly on trial before other people, as well as ourselves. You see, our neighbors and our co-workers, our family and our friends, they act like a prosecutor and a judge upon us. And guess what? We do the same to them. We do the same to our neighbors and our friends and our family and our co-workers. So they feel like they are being accused by us. Again, our whole life seems to be one continuous trial. Yes, one continuous trial where we try to make excuses for our actions, trying to convince ourselves and others that we are good, that we're right, that we're true, that we've got it together. You see, from the clothing that you wear, from the car that you drive, to the activities that you're involved with, with the friends that you accumulate for yourselves, all of the things throughout the day, all the things throughout your lives, everything that we do is to try and obtain continuous validation, affirmation, support in this life from others. Indeed, we always want to feel right. We need to feel validated, just like that lawyer, just like that lawyer from our reading in the Gospel of Luke having to feel right. Now, I'm certainly not a psychologist, by no means. However, I can say with a great deal of certainty that many of our emotional struggles in America today are not psychological and they're not mental. Many are, but many are not. Many are theological. You see, we must keep in mind that biblical theology is not some sort of ethereal theory that's just solely focusing on the afterlife itself. But biblical theology is relevant. It is practical. As it has already been stated, sin, it actually permeates all of our life, as we know. Sin is like the air that we breathe. It's there, but we don't see it oftentimes. And so the point being is this, behind every narcissistic personality is a man clamoring to justify himself before his co-workers and before God because of the effects of sin. Behind every egocentric woman is a fearful lady propping herself up, trying to earn the recognition of the world and other women around her, because deep down, deep down, sin has made her fearful in this life, fearful of not being seen, and validated by other women and her husband especially. Behind all the busybody gossip in churches, behind all the busybody gossip at coffee shops, behind all the superficial judging of others, behind all the self-absorbed social media posts, the selfies that we take, all the jockeying for position and power in this world, 
all these silly little things we do in our tiny, silly little worlds. Well, it's a bunch of sinners trying to muddle through this life. Sinners seeking affirmation. Sinners seeking validation from others. Sinners wanting to be right in a world gone wrong. We have this desire, just like that lawyer, to be right, to be whole, to be affirmed, to be somebody. But dear friends, here's the blunt truth for you and I today. That lawyer in our reading from the Gospel Luke was under a great curse. He was. As a sinner, he was under the compulsion to justify himself. And so are you and I. We are under that same curse as well when we don't recognize the gospel. Without the gospel, we are under a curse. Now, please hear me loud and clear. You see, sin has infected you and me. We know that. It's infected this world. It's infected all of us, everything. And without the gospel, there's only one way to live this life, and that is to go the way of constantly trying to justify ourselves and prove ourselves before our neighbors and God himself. Mark this. Mark this. This kind of acting and thinking is a terrible curse. Feeling the pressure and the need to always be on trial and always trying to prop yourself up in a world that is always judging is not freedom, but it's a hellish existence. Indeed, it's a hellish existence. It's exhausting. It's unending. It leads to inflated egos, leads to the need to perform before others, it leads to narcissism, it leads to self-absorption, it leads to manipulating others to get them to, to, to give us the applause and the, the, the accolades of mankind. It leads to despair, it leads to depression and fear, and ultimately the darkness of death itself. My friends, if there's no gospel, then there's no solution. And if there's no solution, then everything depends on you and me to justify ourselves, to be right in this world, to validate ourselves, to affirm ourselves in this harsh and competitive world. And that is a curse. That is a miserable curse that so many are living in. But dear friends, there is gospel for you. There's gospel for you because there's a savior for you. You see, that lawyer that we read about, he did not realize that the very solution to his desire to be justified, the determination to be justified, that solution was right there before him. Right there before him was Jesus. But get this. The solution was not that the lawyer had to do anything for Jesus, to pay up, to pay the bills to Jesus, to obtain eternal life. He didn't have to do a tap dance or perform some religious exercise for Jesus to get his approval, but instead, the lawyer simply needed to stop. He needed to stop talking. He needed to stop testing Jesus. He needed to stop everything. Just stop. In other words, this Christian faith, your Christian faith, is not about you and me thinking or acting or behaving a certain way to be justified. Unlike this rat race world that we live in, with all of its clamoring, with all of its seeking, with all of its climbing, with all the determination to be affirmed and validated in this world, Christianity, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. It is the exact opposite. Christianity, get this, it's not about you. 
It's not about you huffing and puffing. It's not about what you can do to earn some sort of applause from God himself. The Christian faith is not about your self-fulfillment. It is not about how pious you are. It is not about you. It does not look inward to you. The Christian faith does not spend all of its energy with silly questions of how many commandments I have to fill and fulfill and how well can I do in order to get God to somehow approve me. Christianity is not about stupid self-affirmation slogans. Oh, I'm good within. Jesus paints a smile in me. It's not about coffee mug slogans, talking about how you can do great things with your great faith and so on. This is all garbage. Mark these words. It is garbage theology. It's garbage theology because it points you back to who? To yourself and not Christ. Back to yourself. You see, instead of getting you and me entangled with ourselves, the Christian faith, it untangles you and it points you to Christ. The only one, only one person, and only looks at one thing, Christ and his gifts for you. Baptized saints, mark this. In the God-man Jesus Christ, you are completely, hear this, you are completely and totally justified in Christ. Full stop. You are justified. Each and every single one of you are justified in Christ. Full stop. Forgiven of all of your sins. You have complete and total affirmation in Christ. You're declared a baptized saint, an heir to the kingdom of God. In your baptisms, you were snatched from darkness unto light. You already have one foot in the resurrection. You have the foretaste of the feast to come in his holy supper. In Christ, the Father is completely and totally well-pleased with you because of Christ, who bled and died for you. And so because Jesus is 100% for you, not 99% or not 95%, but 100% for you, and because you have received his gifts, you, my friends, are free from the constant need to acquire recognition from others. Listen up. This is, this is, this is so good. If you have the full favor of God Almighty through Jesus Christ, which you already do, why would you need the affirmation? Why would you need the accolades of other people that are in the process of dying just like you? If you have the full satisfaction of the forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ, along with the Father's pleasure and the hope of the resurrection, why would you need validation and affirmation and support from stuffy institutions and bloated authority in life? You have already everything you need. But does this gospel mean that we can do whatever we want? Good question. That we are somehow above the criticisms of life and our neighbors? Heavens no. It means the exact opposite. It means that when we do sin, well, we can quickly confess our sins, we can quickly remedy our sins and forgive the sins of others well because it's not about us. We're actually hidden in Jesus and not the ongoing tit-for-tat trials and drama of mankind. We don't have to play those games. We confess, confess boldly. We forgive. We rest in Jesus. We're hidden in Christ. Because we live in Christ, we are quick to confess. We're quick to do better for our neighbor. Frankly stated, because Jesus is your full and complete justification, you don't have to worry about yourself because Jesus already has done that for you. And so you are perfectly free each and every one of you are perfectly free. You're above all the games of mankind, above 
all the games of mankind, subject to nobody's petty way of thinking, yet at the very same time, you're also a servant to everyone in need, willing to help everyone in your life because you, well, frankly, you don't need to spend all your time justifying yourself. Christ has already done that for you. And so, baptized saints, your ego is no longer central. It is Christ. Your identity is in him. You've been crucified with Christ. You've been buried and resurrected with Christ. And through him, in your baptisms, you no longer are driven to try and impress God and your neighbor with silly and wasteful spiritual games. But simply, you can trust in the God that justifies sinners as a sheer gift. Christ is your affirmation this day. He's your validation. He's your justification. You're all in all. He lived for you. He died for you. He was buried for you. He rose for you. And he's at the right hand of the Father for you, interceding for you at this very moment. To him be glory. And to you be God's peace. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.